The hype surrounding a potential Jacob Chikrin trade has intensified in the last few days. Should we expect movement soon? We answer that question on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock. To this episode of Locked On Coyotes, this episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. we got a great show for you guys on today's episode. We're talking about Jacob Chikrin because, Carl, in the last few days, hockey Twitter has decided just to uh, go crazy that just maybe a trade might be happening soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely, which I think when we were talking at the start of the season, I predicted Chikrin would be traded before the All-Star break. Uh, I was definitely incorrect in that, but I may have been close because uh, things are definitely heating up now. And let's let's talk about it because um, – and it was addressed by, by, by Craig as well um, – and the idea that Chikrin had scrapped some of his social media. Um, and, and it got people thinking, what's happening here? Yeah. I mean, th- there's that. Th- things definitely seem to be intensifying. Uh, apparently, Chikrin very rarely uses Twitter. Uh, I don't personally like to follow player accounts because sometimes it feels like a lot of their personal life and you don't necessarily want to amplify that too much, but yeah, uh, I am very curious to see what's going to happen. I'm not sure, you know, we have a couple games coming up. We have a three game road trip. Is he going to be scratched for any of those games while a trade talk is imminent? What is the potential return? Uh, It's, it's a very interesting time. It is an interesting time. And, you know, I think I'm not sure what if 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 how close I was if I agreed with you it was going to be All Star break or if I said somewhere between All Star break to trade deadline. Um, I think you were more trade deadline. Um, that definitely, eh, but who knows? It feels like a lifetime ago, the start of the right? season. But we we're making I know, and, and and then like I think a lot of our thoughts had gone up and down on what his deal was going to be because like we're, we're wondering, it's like, okay, is Chikrin really going to be um, coming like coming back from his injury? Is he really going to be like completely up to par? Is it going to be um, what we expect? Are we going to see more of last year where he didn't play his best season? Like in, if we're like, if we really wanted to increase his trade value, he needed to go out with, you know, and start off the se- his, his season return with a bang. And he did do that, increased his trade value. Um, but 
I think a lot of other NHL organizations don't like view it wasn't enough. It's it's interesting because you never really know. Teams are playing things very close to the vest. Um, you know, when we talked about Chikrin, it was before he had skated. And I do think that he has looked extremely good in his return. Uh, something I mentioned before we started recording is last season in 47 games, Chikrin had seven goals and 21 points. It was a minus 20. This season, in just 35 games, seven goals, 27 points is a plus six. Um, you know, plus minus, not the best stat. Like, you should not take it as any kind of major indicator. But, you know, it yeah. is kind of like... It tells a story. Good, yeah. It's a broad stroke appeal of, like, looking at a player <clears throat> between two seasons. And I do think Chikrin is playing much better. I think the big problem is the rest of the league has caught on to the fact that Chikrin is kind of injury prone. Uh, and though he looks good right now, he has missed significant time in his career with the Coyotes because of injuries. True. While true, I think a lot of things can be said that a lot that in the NHL play, you know, teams have looked past that in some yeah. ways and still offer better players just absolutely dumb contracts yeah um and he and... is on a very team friendly deal right now so i'm not saying it can't get done i do think it's just like tampering the buzz just a little bit but you're right GMs are will go crazy with contracts for for injury pl- prone players, and you're like, uh, is that a good idea? But that's why they get paid the big bucks, I guess. I guess so, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think I think seeing all of this intensity, see where Jacob Chickman's at. Um, we're getting really close. We are getting yeah. absolutely close to him potentially getting traded. Um, and throughout this episode, we're going to talk about, you know, but, you know, where his value is at a potential, maybe, you know, potential suitors, uh, anything like that. Because I feel like we're at the point in which we can guess a little bit more. We know of a team that are interested roughly, um, we can figure it out. Yeah. I, th- I think there's definitely a better picture right now. Um, also because there's just a better picture of what the standings are right now versus before the season began when you're like, I don't know if you're taking a big risk acquiring a player. And if you end up being like, say the Columbus blue jackets and finishing way below expectations, that may be a bad idea. Yeah. So, uh, we're going to have to uh, start taking a look at that and see where we think, um, you know, start putting some pl- some things into place. I'll let in more on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. Before we get into any of that, though, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. 
And once again, yes, that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports super fun and easy. And right now, if you download FanDuel, you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. Um, you know, I'm looking at the Super Bowl card and I'm looking at, you know, getting a really big same game parlay out there because, yeah, uh, it's a $10 bet that could potentially yield me, what, seven, eight hundred bucks. I'll take it. The FanDuel Sportback is at, the Sportsbook app is and easy to use and it's very simple. Best of all, you can get your winning instantly. Really love about that. You can just get things, cash in, and absolutely love it. Join FanDuel down to FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first at Unsuperable 50. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. They make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports partner of the NFL. So let's move on then, Carl. Talk a little more about where we see this happening because the value of Chikrin, as we've mentioned, went up and down. Where do you see his value in terms of what is a good in terms of jokes on this side before we go into anything potentially specific? Like a good expected return. So I think throughout the Chikrin trade saga, which has been happening for a season and a half, the go-to was always a player, a prospect, and a first-round pick. Um, and I am pretty happy with a return like that. Um, you know, maybe throw in a little bit extra uh, if the player you're getting back isn't that good. Uh, or the prospects, I, I do think the Coyotes are in a spot where like having a prospect is going to be very key. Building from the blue line is going to be key. I don't necessarily think they need to be getting a first round pick from for this upcoming draft uh, from a team that's expected to compete. Maybe one a couple years down the line, that could be uh, an interesting way to make sure that they are well stocked in the future. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, I feel like I kind of stuck to that idea. And I feel like a, a lot of us are kind of sticking to that to that to that point, you know, a player prospect and a draft pick, because like it's I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's safe. It gives you the idea, um, yeah. especially if it's, if it's like a first rounder because a first round draft pick. I think that's the most important one because we're talking about a rebuilding team, right? We're, yeah, you can get some good, you know, good picks second, third round. But if the upcoming draft, a first rounder means a lot. Yeah. I it will. I mean, I think not only do the Coyotes need a return like that because they are a real, but rebuilding team, Chikrin is worth that. Like we saw that in his last game, two goals. Um, he has been very good in his return. Uh, and I do think that silences a decent amount of doubt. So if you are a team that's looking to up your defense, I don't think you can get much better than Jacob Chikrin on a very team-friendly deal, too. Oh, 100%. And if you look at how good he plays with Arizona, you know, 
you would think on a competitive team, he can provide a lot more. Yeah. Um, and he can be potentially an X factor on a team that wants to make a playoff push. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the fact that he's been, he was playing a lot with Shane Gostasbear, who like helped him up his game, definitely signify, like, showed what he can do with a more skilled, like, partner. He did not have that last season with the Coyotes. No, because I think because those two players were split. You know, Chikrin was supposed to be commanding top pair minutes. Got to spare with second pair. Um, yeah. And because um, we didn't know what Got to spare was going to be either. We're like, yeah, Got to spare might be just there to fit fit in the middle and maybe just kind of float. Um, he ended up being a lot better than any of us expected. Um so I, I thought he was gonna like he he I thought he was gonna bounce. I didn't expect him to bounce as high as he did. Uh I I think I had a little bit more confidence in you, but yeah, he he blew I mean, that I, up. I, not, not that my like I like that my confidence was extremely dim. If it was, I'd be like, yeah, no, he's just gonna be you know, you know, tailboat in you know third pair of minutes. No, I was definitely not that. Again, this is a kid that was that that was part of the uh, that you know that uh, that uh, was it that U twenty four team North America uh, yeah. from the World Cup uh, uh, World uh, World Cup of Hockey back in twenty sixteen twenty seven amazing jersey uh, I know that was the like... best jersey in the uh, World Cup of Hockey hundred percent yeah. Just the, and, and the idea of like the Young Guns team. Uh, the World Cup of Hockey was fun. Why did we stop doing the World Cup of Hockey? Uh, Bring it back. Yeah. Especially keep having like fourteen, the U twenty fourteen North America. Like, yeah. Just do more of that. U twenty four North America team. Like, just have that be a a, a competition because uh, that that's so good. Um, but but yeah. Uh, going back to Chikrin, because uh, we got yeah. sidetracked a little. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that, you know, Gasses Bear was hurt, uh, but he and Chikrin played really well. Like, you can imagine it much easier to slot Chikrin in to, like, any spot on a competitive team, and you are going to get an instant upgrade. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think the important the most important thing about this is um yeah of course we can go much and much about about chickman's talent and how much his and how much that already increases the value but the fact that he is that good and he's on a team friendly deal like yeah. anyone can be like okay yeah that's an easy contract that we can easily pick up for a little bit yeah like that is a contract that is what does he have like one more year left, too. One or two, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's one. Yeah. Uh, two more years left. Um, after this, four point six though. Jacob Chikrin is worth way more than four point six. And let's compare that to, and it's it's a it's a really rough comparison because like it's you're talking different, still different skill levels here, but it's. A, a comparison that can still technically be made. 
um, in a team, let's say, look, let's look at San Jose, right? If they're, I think a lot, they're even talking, talking about wanting to trade Eric Carlson. Um, sure. They cannot do that because Carlson is on, on like in a contract of still several years left at eleven and a half million dollars that no one, absolutely no one, is going to take. Uh, after the season, Carlson has four more years at 11 and a half million. Yeah, no, like you'd have to really, you'd have to get a team that is struggling to reach the floor to take, okay, we'll take a massive chunk of that as salary retained in, in favor of this, um, massive, like massive thing too. I, I am sure there, that. Yeah. I am sure there is some GM out there who can organize like a three-way trade to get Carlson moved. Um, it, but oh, I really want to see that now. Um, but but you are right. It is much easier to move a player like Jacob Chikrin than a player like Eric Carlson, even though Eric Carlson is having one of the best seasons of his career and seems like a lock for the Norris. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and again, it, 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 there's a huge thing in the salary, tight salary cap era right now, these, these next couple of years, every dollar counts. Yeah. Yeah. And Carlson demands a lot of dollars. A lot of dollars. <laughs> Anyways, uh, though. Um, anyway, we were going to say something. I'm I'm just going to ask you, uh, do you think like even if COVID didn't happen and the salary cap didn't like completely stagnate, if it continued to go up like normal, that still would have been a bad deal for Carlson at this point, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because if you look at the defensemen who got paid in those years, Carlson and um, who was it also got paid that much? Was it Dowdy? Yeah, Carlton yeah. and Dowdy got paid the same money. Um, and you look at it now, and he's like, Ooh, God, I guess that's why we don't pay defensemen close to 12 million dollars. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, it is. I mean, at least with Dowdy. Uh, cause that was with LA, right? Yes. Yeah. That, that's like keeping a guy who, who helped you win a couple <laughs> of cups. Uh, Carlson is bringing in the shiny free agent. So that is two very different scenarios, but yeah, the, that the career of Eric Carlson, San Jose shark has been fascinating to watch. Yeah, it, it definitely has been. But what we're gonna do in a little bit, though, is um, maybe we'll talk some potential suitors of, um, you know, who has kind of shown themselves to be the most likely to be running for Jacob Chickman. We're gonna get to that in just a moment, though. But first, we're gonna take a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. What makes a Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real 
chocolate. I'm not sure how Built doesn't, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Build Bars on Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you could run in and grab a 13-bar box with one of our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, so now let's get to potential suitors, Carl, because there are some names out there um, who have gone up and down as potential suitors. And I'll start with one, because one team has continued to be on the top three teams as a suitor. And it makes me question, but question what exactly could they be could they actually offer um and that's the ottawa senators <laughs> that is one of the teams that i wasn't even thinking about um uh the ottawa senators yeah they were really big in the uh preseason rumors uh i i haven't heard them as much lately um but they definitely have a few interesting pieces that we could potentially see. I would just figure that it would be a more serious team looking to acquire Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I think that's the, like, to me, like, Ivan, as the news, um, getting the aggregate news sites and everything like that, you know, I feel like that, I was Continue to be there. Um, and the reason why I'm kind of dismissing it, uh, I'm like, I'm saying, yes, it was on there, but I'm dismissing it as like, eh, maybe not, though, uh, is the fact that almost every single news outlet that has mentioned it still mentions that the Coyotes would have to take back Nikita Zaitsev's contact. And I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing favors um, for a check trade uh, unless you're getting a lot back. Uh, the the Senators seem like a team that want to buy their way into prosperity and or an owner. Um, like maybe the prospective or the current ownership is like, hey, you know what can really get Ryan Reynolds? Jacob Chikrin. He would love uh, Reynolds would love Chikrin. So I will, I will say this though. Um, laugh at me all you want if you are a Senators fan or if you're a fan of any other hockey team. Um, but I will absolutely say this that sure, you can go ahead and do that Zaitsev deal, but you'd have to do a extremely sweet in the pot on the Senator side. That need, and that does include, yes offering up Shane Pinto. Like, I think that's the big one. If you offer up Shane Pinto, that's a good deal. That, you know, that kind of really makes a difference there. But I would rather just take the Senators' next three first-round picks. Because um, <laughs> that is a franchise that I expect to just crash and burn continuously. 
that may come back to bite me, but for the next three years, I do not expect the Senators to be good. Um, one team that I've heard a lot, I'm not sure if you've seen it, uh, I would absolutely hate to see this, but the Los Angeles Kings. That name has come up, yes. Um, how would you structure a deal with them? No clue. Uh, I don't know how I would make the te- the deal work, um, but the Kings are the are a team that I feel like is in a position where getting Chikrin is going to put them to the next level that they now. Need I to will be say this: I do remember. Remember, you and I were on an LA Kings podcast of a different network. We were, um, and we talked about it, right? And. I believe one of the hosts said they could would, would potentially offering up one of the bigger name Kings prospects. I don't yeah. know if it was Byfield. Was it Byfield? I think it may have been Byfield and someone else. Because I no, I remember this. We went into it like Byfield as like the baseline, and they threw on two prospects on top. No, so actually, just we didn't like, even we, yeah. we didn't even ask for Byfield because we didn't, oh yeah, we, I think we, we, didn't even, we didn't even think it was worth asking because we thought they'd say no right away, and they're like, "What about Ben Byfield?" We're like, "Oh, it, now <laughs> we're talking." <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the Kings are in a position right now. They're third in the Pacific, sixty-three points, one back from the Golden Knights, like. They get a player like Chikrin that is an instant upgrade. Oh, it is a it is, it is an instant upgrade that can that can potentially make him that extra push because the Pacific Division still isn't great. Uh, the Pacific Division isn't great, and, and let's be honest, the Central isn't much better. The Western Conference is not good <laughs> this not, year. No, no, it is not. Like, unless the Avalanche get really healthy and just dominate the postseason, like, it's it's really anyone's guess who makes it to the final, in my opinion. Yeah. Eastern Conference is anyone's guess because it's a lot better over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Do you have another team? I'm trying to think of another team. Um I'm trying to because I had a list up here for some reason it's not loading for me. Um, so I've heard two others that we can talk about. Okay, Edmonton or Toronto. Those are two teams. Yes, that had definitely got brought up. I believe Edmonton was definitely interested. I think they they kind of scoured up and kind of got shot up in the last few days, I believe, as a as a name. Toronto, I believe, was also there, but also was like, by the way, though, that their asking price is ridiculous or something like that. Yeah, but that's Toronto media. What are you gonna do? Like they think that Toronto should just be gifted all of their players. True. I have definitely seen a little bit more, and I'm not sure like kind of where it's coming from. Um, but I'm seeing a lot more Edmonton. They're in a very similar position to the Kings. They they have a chance. And how many years do you really want to waste Connor McDavid?
That's a hard question. It, it really is. Like, the Edmonton Oilers should be in must-win mode every single season. Uh, like, at least the Penguins got, like, an early cup with Crosby. Yeah, 100%. And it makes you – I mean, and we'll also be fair with – I mean, I'm trying to think because Crosby – in his Stanley Cup years, had a lot of help. A lot yeah. of help. Um, obviously, he was a huge part of the Penguins winning uh, three Stanley Cups. But we're talking of a team that had um, that had uh, Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. And, you know, you can keep naming other players. But, you know, he had a lot of help. And I'm not not saying that Edmonton, you know, with um, playing on his name right now, Nurse, Nurse, yeah, or, but um, but who's the other top guy too? Drysaddle, yes, Leon Drysaddle. With Leon yeah. Drysaddle, I don't know why I forgot his name, um, but it should be a solid Edmonton team, but maybe just maybe, you know, trying to make a, for a, you know, a defense like Jacob Chikrin can really make all that much of a difference. Well, I, I do feel like Edmonton has never had a great blue line. Like in the years that they've had Connor McDavid, like it, it was never their strong suit. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, um, definitely wasn't something that I remember them being known for. They also haven't had good goaltending, um, you know, considering they had Mike Smith for a while. But like, I feel like getting a player like Chikrin, like adding that level of skill, could make the Oilers very dangerous. And the Oilers should want to be a very dangerous team. Now that makes me wonder too, because we talked about um, the you know, potential, excuse me, uh, potential deals um, with the Kings, and you know, also like how like the Senators would look. But the Oilers are an interesting team, and like I'm trying to think of where they're. you know, offer up, you know, what kind of players they can offer up. Um, looking at their, let's see if we can look at their, um, some of their prospects. It's hard to tell, to be honest. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially because we, we haven't necessarily heard the most substantiated rumors i think everyone i've ever seen has been like we could probably get check run one-to-one and it's like no no you can't um no but i mean there, there's definitely like the coyotes do need a lot so I, I think they can be pretty flexible uh i do feel like they need to start building on their blue line so Get decent defensive prospect in there, first round pick, role player for the next couple of years. You should be good. Absolutely. As long as, like, yes, if the Coyotes are able to get a top two pick this next year and get either Connor 
Bernard or Adam Fantilli, you take that 100%. Yeah. But outside of that, if you have other first round picks like they did last year, but instead of this time, instead of drafting another forward, draft a top defenseman. I am begging you, Coyotes. You have to do it if you want to rebuild this team. Yeah. Uh, I, I am very worried that the team is going to regret not drafting Lane Hudson. Probably. Yeah. Anyways, though, any final thoughts you want to bring up? Any other um, ideas you want to bring up before we close things off? Uh, uh, the, the, the trade talk is definitely heating up, but I just have to say I enjoyed Chikrin's time on the Coyotes. I think anyone who's listened to the entirety of my time on the podcast has known that I wish Chikrin would stay with the team. I think he fits the rebuild better than any other option, but I guess if we got to make it happen, it, it's got to be big. Oh yeah. hundred percent has to be big. And uh, we'll see pretty soon. I'm pretty sure it's, like it's sooner rather than later absolutely it feels that way we're really close yep but that's going to be it for this episode of the locked on coyotes podcast if you like what you heard don't forget to leave a review like comment subscribe if you have yet to already we're available everywhere you get your podcast including on youtube don't forget to interact with us on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonel. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock at H. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Lock on Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys staying safe out there. Hope you guys staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>